conversation, quick and witty comments and replies. Welcome to another episode of Repartee. So, this morning, I am welcoming my good friend, Kim. Hey, this is so fun. Like, I'm so proud of you. This is such a cool thing for you to be doing. It's so inspiring. You always inspire me. Thank you so much. And um, it's been a while trying to get you here because you're a busy lady. Yeah. Busy, busy. Totally, totally. So what are your days filled with? What goes on in your life these days? Actually, before you answer that. Okay. Let's go in order. See, I'm so excited you're here. I'm gone (laughs) out of my regular order. We are having tea this morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, so I know you're not normally a tea drinker. Am I right about that? You're, you're right. <laughs> and and actually, when you invited me to have a cup of tea with you, which mm-hmm. I was so open to doing, yes, it took me forever to choose. <laughs> because for me, every word needs to have a meaning, mm-hmm. and this experience it. needs to be memorable. Yes, so uh, mm-hmm. the, I wanted the mug to be important and I wanted the tea to what does feel. your mug say? The mug it has a heart on it with a Aww. sunset pretty picture um, sort of inscribed with the word love on it and oh. it's just it, certainly perfectly mine. I might take it home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. And what are you drinking? What tea did you choose? That we chose or mm. I chose your mm-hmm. genuine tr- mm. tea. From only Toronto. from Local. Toronto, yeah. Only because of the name, I love the name. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think genuine's a great word, and how I want to live my life. And then mm. the type of tea I chose was premium jasmine, and I actually Googled jasmine, and uh, it's a beautiful flower, very fragrant. And I'm pretty feminine and romantic, so I loved that idea, and. Hmm. also means a gift of God, and that certainly resonates with a lot of my experience in life, I think, in terms of, nice. you know, what I grew up believing and was mm-hmm. taught, so, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, um, yeah, I like it in my perfume. I'm not, I mean, I do drink jasmine tea. It's a very floral, right? Are you liking it? So good. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yes. it's good. It's nice. Yeah. I'm trying to get more into green tea and herbal tea because I'm not usually, I like my Earl Grey with milk. But I am also having Genuine Tea Company. I'm having Sancha, which mm. is a green tea. And so it has a little bit of caffeine, and it is from Japan. It's quite lovely. And the I'm boxes having even it. are so pretty. Yes, this company does a great job with their marketing, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I do love my Fortnum & Mason from England, but I do like to support local. And they have a great story, and they say, slow down, unplug, drink tea. <coughs> so nice. So we are Perfect. slowing down. We're not unplugging. We're plugging in. So that we can talk today. And um, yeah, I didn't want to discuss this ahead of time because I want to see if you remember the first time we met. (laughs) I do. Well, I definitely remember the first time I met you. I remember. 100%. That's very easy. Mm -hmm. You and our mutual friend Mm -hmm. was having breakfast Mm -hmm. at a nice little hotel in town. And it was not nice. It was the Holiday Inn. It, was, it wasn't that <laughs> nice. It wasn't the Ritz. But I was no. flying around like my chaotic mom life always was, and she just really wanted me to meet you and mm-hmm. suggested that I come for breakfast. 
And I feel like I had a baby in a bucket or I had someone in preschool. Like, I just couldn't do breakfast. So I did fly in, like, yeah, and met you. And I'm sure, like, it felt a bit like a tornado. But I was, yeah, I knew that it was important that I meet you to her. (laughs) And, you know, by extension, it became important to me because um, you were so impactful in her life. So, and, yeah, the rest is history. We just started... Kind of hanging out together, and it was great. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember her saying, "Oh, I want you to meet my friend Kim," and I remember thinking it was like I've made it to the next level of friendship. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm meeting her. You know, the extension when they want it. You know. Yeah. And I remember she wanted me to meet you. We went for breakfast, and you came flying in like the Tasmanian (laughs) devil. You had. Rachel. Okay, I did. Yes, yes. Little infant carrier seat. I don't even know what year that takes us to. 2000. 2000. Rachel was born in 2000. So. um, Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so somewhere in the 2000s, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was very quick. I just remember you coming in and we chatted and you laughed and you said, oh my gosh, she is so much like you, (laughs) too. Our friend there, which was so funny. And then you left. And I remember so disappointed that you didn't stay for breakfast because I just wanted to Mm -hmm. chat with you. But I remember those first meetings with you being... Yeah, totally. All the time. Totally, all the time. I mean, to be fair, you have five children. Mm -hmm. And back then, you had five young children, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I... First of all, I thought you were a saint. Because I think anyone at that time, because I had two little ones myself... Anyone with more than two kids who's like should be canonized <laughs> because it is tough. Yeah. And I think our listeners want to know how those ones that are have young children, how you do it and how do you get from there to here? Because your children now are in their twenties and people 30s, ask right? me that all the time. How did time. you do it? And how? you did it so well. Well, when I replay a story in my mind now, it's <laughs> I wonder how I did it. I just, you know, I would be pushing two in a grocery cart and pulling two and they all got a snack and then we went, you know, finished the cookies and crackers aisle and then I would quickly try to get the rest of the groceries. And and now I don't even want to go to the grocery store with my 22-year-old. Yeah. It's funny how it changes. Yeah, Yeah. it changes so quickly. Because I think you're in that mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to, it's just what you do, right? You're going to do it. it. But you did it so well. I mean, I remember when it was Easter, it was Easter with a capital E Mm -hmm. at your house or any celebration or activity, you really, really embraced it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that comes from your daycare background too, right? You used to. Yeah. I often, again, a lot of people have asked me whether my early learning education made me a better Mm -hmm. parent. Mm -hmm. And I would say probably that's mm-hmm. true, but more likely being a parent has made me a better businesswoman, person, mm-hmm. educator. Mm-hmm. It's They're not the same. When you're an educator, you don't get emotionally immersed in... Oh, when it's your own children. When it's your sure. own children, it's just a whole different level. You don't think as objectively. You don't, you, you don't practice the same good habits in terms you're not as organized it's mm-hmm. because it's such an evolving it's just an immersed part of your life mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. you teach a class uh you're or even in my early days as a daycare teacher you started at nine mm-hmm. and those children went home at four mm-hmm. or whatever and 
They were just on their routines and lunch was lunch. And we all know that parenting is not at all like that. So no. yeah, it's very yeah. different. So anyway, I don't know how I did it, but um, mm. wow. it, being a parent has served me very well in terms of probably every other thing I have accomplished mm-hmm. because it's kind of the best accomplishment. <laughs> oh, I think so. For sure, to be a parent, you have to have so many qualities. Mm-hmm. For sure, patience, sense of humor. You have to be organized. I think that the more kids you have is commensurate with your organization mm-hmm. level. Like, I think you must have had to have been organized yeah. to run a household with five children um, to manage all those things. Um, it was like a, a matrix every oh, morning, you know, like looking at where everyone and, needed to go and oh. and what was in the fridge because there would be no 15-minute window to stop at a grocery store. So mm-hmm. it was always just a day was always a puzzle on how to put it together. That's and true. Again, I was going to say that I think parenting is problem solving, right? All the time. All yeah. the time. Um, yeah. What to make for dinner. You don't want to go out, but you're going to try to figure out what's in your fridge mm-hmm. and put together a decent meal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of skills that you need and you can acquire and get better at as a Uh parent that people don't always recognize. Mm -hmm. I think that's really the hardest thing about being a stay-at-home mom, too, is that people don't realize you're a freaking superwoman, let's face it, right? (laughs) The things you have to do, the qualities you have, Mm -hmm. people just look at you with, you know, whatever, puke on your shirt or whatever. (laughs) Maybe you're not well put together, but you have it figured out in Mm -hmm. your mind for the most part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we all have days that aren't great. We have bad days when the kids were little, but I think we did a good job, Mm -hmm. better than just a good job, right? And even though you figured out that whole puzzle, then all of a sudden, you know, a piece went missing because, (laughs) you know, they don't know that you have the perfect yes. pieces to the puzzle all exactly. figured out. So yeah. somebody suddenly doesn't like that meal that you're making and, <laughs> or exactly. doesn't, or, you know, is having a little, you know, fit because we can't find the baseball glove or all the little things that, you know, oh. kind of jump into, yeah, jump into the day. It now, is. When you look back on that time, how are you looking back on that? Wistfully, sadly, how, like, what do you think now? No, there's oh, time. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm glad they're over. I don't mm-hmm. want to do them again. Mm-hmm. It is kind you. of a, you know, yep. once and done. Yeah. Um, very proud of it. I mm-hmm. mean, I do think, uh, most importantly, my children think I was a good mother. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, totally. I wasn't perfect, but I, uh, they were loved and they knew they went through a lot and they still mm-hmm. came out knowing mm-hmm. That they belonged in this world, and you know that's I guess the biggest goal. And they're decent, great human beings mm-hmm. now as adults. So because mm-hmm. they yeah, knew so kind they were loved a, unconditionally. Yeah, right. Just kind of a yeah. So I loved those days, but I'm also I'm not sad they're over. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, yeah. They have great memories. I wish I had journaled more mm-hmm. so I could remember mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going through my journals yesterday. <laughs> You're so good. And, and I'm glad I journaled about those times. I did write about the sad times, mm-hmm. the hard times, and the funny times as well. Yeah. So I have it all in there because there were mm-hmm. definitely funny times. Mm-hmm. And our kids hung out at the cottage together and mm-hmm. had great... My, my boys have great memories mm-hmm. of those summers. Totally. They thought totally. that was wonderful. So mm-hmm. life back then with the kids being young was busy. It was um, it was very taxing. And so now 
is life as busy as it was then for you? Because I don't see you as ever... I still see that tornado. <laughs> I know. I really wish I could calm the tornado. No, but I think we I, decided about you, Kim, is that is how you operate. You operate at that high frequency, no? Or you don't want that anymore? Because I, I feel like... I don't think I do want that anymore. Um, no. I don't know how to slow it down. You know, I'm supporting myself. I have a property that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I have, like, you know, multiple business streams because I'm trying to make it work financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still have five children, and now they have partners that I'm investing relationships in and mm-hmm. extended family now. Like, mm-hmm. my circle grows instead of Shrink. shrinking, which yeah. um, there's nothing I can do about that. It's just I didn't really expect, even if I just <laughs> want to connect with my children once a week, that's every night of the week. You know, sure, it's kind of kids. hard to, it's hard for me to figure out how to f- mm-hmm. really... Um, claim some calm Mm -hmm. you know I remember stenciling the word calm Mm. in the upstairs bathroom where the four boys were all sharing a bathroom and yeah yeah is that your word calm well I've tried to make it Mm -hmm. and a girlfriend said why on earth would you stencil this in your house? Your life is never going to be calm. As a reminder. And I, it's just a wish. It, somehow I just really, yeah. So, I don't know. I wish life was a little more still. I, I think I'm getting better at it. Uh, yeah, I so. And I think there is space now for uh, more stillness, more routine, some rituals that are... Um, because as I get older... I do get more overwhelmed easier than I used to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, but mm-hmm. I think my body is saying, please slow down, slow down. Yeah. slow down. Well, I was saying that on a different podcast that I actually can't do things quickly anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's almost naturally that I'm slowing down because like my morning routine, I can't leap out of bed and get started. I need mm. that cup of tea in the morning, the quiet, a moment to just reflect on the day. It does take me longer to, I don't know, maybe COVID did that too. Yes. It takes me longer to get out the door, get myself where <clears throat> I need to go. So I do have to a lot more time. Yeah, I don't know totally. if that's just a natural thing. I don't know. Is that an aging thing? Is that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we... I don't know. All those years we got up at 5:30 for to go to a hockey practice or some, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have the same amount of energy that you had when no. you were younger, even though you think maybe you do, mm-hmm. but you don't. Totally. So we should mention then, okay, so you've got these five children and somewhere along the way you ended up divorced. Mm-hmm. Maintaining obviously relationship with your children, having to manage all of that. Um, and I mean, they were a little bit older when you finally divorced, but so here you find yourself on your own and what are you doing to make ends meet? You've done, you've got a million different (laughs) balls in the air. Fantastic. Like, I mean, we're just so in awe of what you have accomplished and what you're accomplishing. Like, tell us first about the schooling that you did. Well, what made you decide to do that? I don't know if we can swear on this podcast, but you can say whatever the fuck you when want. When shit Kim. hits no. the fan, you don't. Swear. You know, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> so that was a big, big moment. I probably am going to regret that oh, later no. on. <laughs> she said the s word. <laughs> I really don't. But um, that's just there's nothing else to describe. You know, mm-hmm. your plan when you get married is 
forever to not be not married and Mm -hmm. removing my kids from that situation was oh awful because you think not so much I knew I would be better off but just really knowing you were throwing your whole apple cart of life and your children's as a result into Mm -hmm. big decision big decision so uh fast forward you know a few years to I guess heal from that Mm -hmm. um it was evident that I needed to figure out work Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I have so much to say about that because um I think I could have been a very promising very successful entrepreneur if mm-hmm. I had just started and kept a foot in the door of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because when things go unplanned mm-hmm. or not as planned, yeah, it's a very lost feeling to think of, like, you know, um, am I going to be working at Tim Hortons for the rest of my life mm-hmm. or what am I going to do here? And I, ha- mm-hmm. and I have all these children and I still want to do that job well and I only knew how to do that as my only focus. Right. Even though I was volunteering a lot, it was very different. Anyway, so I went back to the hood, as I called it, which was a teaching job at a local college. Mm -hmm. And that was all I could sort of see as my place to find work. And all the characters had changed. It had been many, many years since I had been there. Um, A few people, like almost close to retirement, recognized me. But really, in the end... The dean looked at me like I was a stranger, because I was, mm-hmm. and said, well, you need to get a master's degree. Like, you know, we, you know, you, you, you are not qualified for, like, we usually, you know, hire people with a PhD. So, because that was the only... PhD? Yeah. In elementary school? What? No, at the college. Oh, to at teach the college. At the, okay. As faculty. Sorry. So oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So Fair enough. I didn't know what else to do, so mm-hmm. I went and started researching a mm-hmm. master's program. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, incurred more debt for that, of course, but um, no regrets on that. I got my master's degree at 50 years old, and, again, Mm -hmm. that's another, you know, when you Mm -hmm. think about the things you're proud of, that would be one of them. Totally. Uh, And then I went back to the college, you know, with this degree in hand, applying, applying, applying. Um, And it wasn't that they weren't giving me teaching opportunities, but I was looking for some security, which would have a pension, which would have longevity, which would support me. And I just could not get hired from that Mm -hmm. big gap in my resume. Mm -hmm. Um, I still do teach there, and it's wonderful, but it was very clear that if I wanted to continue to teach, I needed to have another source of income. More schooling? Well, no, I don't think it was schooling. I think it was honestly, Hmm. um, I have learned about myself that when I really, really want something, I go after it hard. So that about you. Yeah. And so, you know, getting the master's degree and then not achieving the full-time faculty Mm -hmm. was a bit of a devastating blow because it was Mm -hmm. kind of, Mm -hmm. that was what I saw as the answer. Um, so somebody said to me, what is it you love about teaching? Why is that the only thing you can do? Right. And I was so easy. Oh, I love being in front of people. I want to impact change. I want to have a meaningful, um, learning experience with students. I think I'm a great team player. And she said, you know, there's a lot of jobs that give you that. And so 
Anyway, hence, somebody put a bug in my ear that maybe I should start my own business. And entrepreneurship was not foreign to me. My husband was a private consultant. And so I kind of knew a little bit. But um, anyway, that's what I sort of pieced together. And since then, started like a couple of other entrepreneurial things, all in the name of let's piece together a life that will support me and my children but that also makes me happy and gives me meaning Mm -hmm. so it's kind of I recently had a dating relationship that said but you have five kids and you have five sources of revenue and I went yeah here I go again with the tornado of life but I'm Mm. still happier I'm kind of glad I got rejected actually at the college level I think I've got new things to be proud of but um but I would say that was one of the biggest disappointments I've had in my Mm. life was not getting that full-time faculty no regrets about the schooling I think it will still serve me well right um and I think sometimes the universe hands us a different path that maybe we had never considered and it worked out the way it did I'm not saying that being an entrepreneur is easy right I'm sure it requires a lot of time and I know that there's often when we have our weekends together, our girls' weekends, you need to bring your laptop. You need mm. to get a little bit of work done. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to make it all work at the mm-hmm. same time. So what's this entrepreneur? Can we ask you about your entrepreneur business or what you sure. want to share about it? Uh, well, my main business is a writing business. Uh, I, again, it has evolved. It's, you know, being an entrepreneur is very organic because mm-hmm. I started it, again, you know, if you place card the fact that I thought that I was should be working with post-secondary students, I knew I was great at helping them with papers, with their resumes, things like that. So I started a writing business thinking they would be my target market, but realized pretty quickly there's no money in that. Um, mm. And digital marketing, thanks to COVID actually mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. became a huge hot topic that everyone needed content writing for. So that has kind of evolved into quite a wonderful hmm. um, hustle. It's kind of a full-time hustle while I'm teaching. Um, and then w- through that, I started writing people's speeches and obituaries and people who, who are emotionally overwhelmed. I'm a pretty creative writer. Mm-hmm. Um, asked for some support on some of those things. So then the idea of why don't you just do the speech officiate the wedding so then I became an officiant so I have been chasing these balls of what is what are the things that I love that I can get paid for Mm -hmm. that's the best career coach um, advice I think I've ever gotten because I have so many ideas I want to write a book I wish I had journaled more you and I've talked about all these I'd love to do some e-commerce things I'd uh you know, do a travel blog, all these different things that um, I really have to think about. Those sound really fun to do, but mm-hmm. can I get paid for them mm-hmm. at the same time? So right. I'm in a pro- cro- crossroads, I think, between my business and teaching and the officiant and um, the my uh, a few Airbnb type of listings that I'd like to fine-tune, to come back to that calm that we talked about at the very beginning. 
Uh, right. Maybe. Yes, because you have all those balls in the air. You want to try to unify. Yes. The balls a little bit. It's kind of like having five children. You know, when as they yes. went off to school, like I'd like to be able to sort of hone in now. I mean, I'm I'm not ready to retire, or I can't retire, mm-hmm. but. I'm thinking, like, how how could I What's semi-retire? What would be the gradual process to to get to that state of, I don't know, I guess uh, the final part of my life. I mean, I'm not saying I'm old by any means, but there's, Jane Fonda talks about it as the three acts, you know, the first 30 yes. years, the second 30 years. Yes, and yeah. Yeah, just kind of like, what's the story going to be? I and I have some big dreams that I have not achieved. So mm-hmm. how do I make space for those? Mm-hmm. It's a big dilemma. <laughs> it is. I mean, and we can try to think of what goals we want to achieve and how we want our life to go. And then we also have to surrender to a degree and let life take us where it is meant to. I mean, you're doing what you enjoy and you're doing what you're good at too which is Uh a good combo right yeah and that's what they say about you know what am i good at Mm -hmm. that i'm also passionate about that That i can get paid for yeah yeah exactly exactly. and then i guess you just have to figure out which one of those is Mm -hmm. more lucrative and then drop some of those totally totally um and um so now another interesting thing about you is that you are single We just love living vicariously. For all our single men out there. <laughs> all the single men listening to this woman's podcast. Right. No, it's not a woman's podcast. No, I'm saying that for all the single women out there that are also in the same situation mm-hmm. as you. Because actually, I was going to segue, segue that by saying the good things about being older Mm-hmm. The aging process, which we'll get into, yeah. the things we don't love about aging and the things we do love about aging. Mm-hmm. I don't know if love is the right word. I think would Jane Fonda say yeah. loving aging? Yeah. But it, it's just an interesting other avenue that you are in your 50s mm-hmm. and you are also looking for a relationship, are mm-hmm. you? Or I really am. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you had asked me that six months ago, I'm not sure I would have been that. Uh, okay. Um, something is definitely changing. Um, maybe it's because I just had a birthday and I'm reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because I'm seeing my business changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe it's because my youngest daughter just told me she may never come live at home again. <laughs> so I'm really feeling that I am, you know, it used to be even two years ago, someone would say, mm-hmm. so how many kids do you have living at home? And I'd go, today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because they came and went during COVID and I'm sure. really feeling like that job has really been done well. Yeah. And I do, um, you know, I... So you're living on your own now. Your mm-hmm. kids really um, didn't come back and stay. You were pretty lucky for five. Well, right? Mike, my son Mike did for a mm-hmm. year to a year and a half to pay mm-hmm. off some debt. And then mm-hmm. COVID, I had three that came okay. and went for a few months at a time. Yeah. Um, and my daughter, who's the best mistake of my life, <laughs> came, you know, she's being five years younger than the others. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of time alone with her during nice. her high school years. But yes, 
Um, now you're on your own. Yeah, now I'm on my own, and I feel like it's kind of my time. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I did that job really well. I feel like I've got a settled career. And I have made a list. Like, um, mm. I, well, I've started a book <laughs> that may never get written. We'll see. To the Men I Loved. Now it's out there. Nobody steal my name. <laughs> oh, no. Trademark it. <laughs> Trademarking it. Nice. Um, because I have loved several men. And... I have learned from those experiences. So now I feel like I am very clear. I have a whole list. You know, when you manifest, I don't know how much mm -hmm. you talk about that on yeah. your podcast, Sue, but I know you do it mm -hmm. like I do. Yeah. But I really don't want to take the negative things that have happened. And there's lots of yeah. negative things. I've sure. been in some very heartbroken experiences, but and blindsided and betrayed. Mm -hmm. And there's all those terrible things that are part of the story that, but I want to take those and I've got a beautiful list of, and it's to the man I love. And I don't want him to be, I, I don't want him to be like out there in the universe, like a, a dream. I really believe that I deserve to find the soulmate that's going to be, you know, that person. So, for example, I love that we can enjoy a glass of wine and I don't have to worry that your mood's going to change or your behavior will change towards me. Mm. I love that you rub my feet when we're watching. Like, I think about the things I miss and I want, and mm -hmm. I've, I literally read the list to myself, oh. probably weekly, mm -hmm. and sometimes I add to it. Right now, I want to... I love that you want to escape winter the way I do, yeah. you know? That's um, a good one. Yeah. yeah. So some practical aspects. So I uh, promised some girlfriends that I was going to really try to find mm -hmm. the love of my life through online dating. So that uh, I am actively chasing that as we speak by the time who this knows? podcast is aired who knows maybe listening to it with maybe, him maybe i'll be listening to it so with your him. profile your dating profile why does it not say does it say to the man i love with that list that you just mentioned it definitely does oh, it says great. not specific not like exactly yeah. but many aspects no i'm like very that. i'm very clear i know what i want and i also am very clear i don't need a man Mm -hmm. I, I've proven that. And mm -hmm. in fact, um, I have a wonderful, abundant life. I've often thought, so love's not in the cards. Look mm -hmm. at my friends. Mm -hmm. Look at my f kids. Look at this beautiful home I live in. Look at this great life I've created. Look at my business. It's abundant. It's so abundant. Right. But I want it all. So I, now I want that too. Um why not? And I want a man. I don't need him, but mm -hmm. I want someone. I want someone to make coffee with in the morning and have a glass of wine with, maybe with a dance in the kitchen. I have a very romantic, mm. idealized idea, but also just a safe, easy relationship that's committed, but independent, like that we're bringing two worlds kind of together as a partnership, but... It's very different than when you're in your 20s, you know, and it's like, oh, you live in my town? Oh, and I like your car? 
oh, yeah. you know. It's very And difficult. it's very different. Yeah. It's, now we have many children, and, you know, they've all put in their dibs on what they would like in my next partner. You know, I hope he likes golf. I hope he likes pickleball. <laughs> I, you know, we, I hope he likes euchre. But it's got to be easier now to find someone in the sense that the kids are not at home and they've got their own lives. Totally. As opposed to having, like, a mm-hmm. 12-year-old or a 10-year-old at totally. home, which would make it complicated, right? Yeah. I did meet somebody after my divorce, and I did fall in love, and he would be one of the men in the To the Men I Loved book. Um, and my children became attached to him. And when that one didn't work out, I, mm. I just said, I'm putting my head down and just going to be the best mom I can be. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time. So I can't do this well anyway. I'm going to do this one job well. So I really didn't show a lot of interest in dating. A lot of people thought, well, why, you know, why is she still single? Why is this... Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she want this? You know, every, though it's a tandem world out there. I'm always, I never feel excluded by anyone, right. by any means. But I do come solo. You know, I just got invited to, for example, um, a trip for 2025, and thought they're wow. looking for eight couples. Well, mm. okay, sign up because by 2025, <laughs> I'm gonna have somebody. Yeah, you will have somebody. Yeah. Anyway, so. And uh, I'm actively trying. It's a very different... Online dating has been... I have resisted it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I do think uh, I'm embracing the process a little bit more now. Okay, so because the last time we were together, you were going to hit it like it was a serious project, right? And you were going to line up, because we know other people that have done this, mm-hmm. um, set up like the morning date and the afternoon date and just like go at it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, how I have a out? whole spreadsheet oh my in my bedroom are sticky notes <laughs> to, <laughs> to remind me how old their kids are and oh. where they want to live and the things that I've learned about mm. them from a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. My n- most recent boundary on it is that um, I don't want to, I, I mean, it's not, it's been kind of funny mm-hmm. <laughs> to tell different people about, it's kind of like I'm shopping for a house. You know, like when I wanted to live on the lake, I knew the community I wanted to move my children to, and I did have offers on three homes, and you're looking at them all, and you're going, well, this has good features, and this has good features, and but this one doesn't have this, but it does have this, and it's such an interesting process. It's, I'm, I think it's been good for me, because usually I fall heart first into the romanticized mm-hmm. oh my gosh it feels so good to have these butterflies and feels mm-hmm. so wonderful to be in love and I need to have meet somebody that aligns with my values and can blend our families and my heart is very open but I also have a very complex life yeah I so. think it would be hard to blend your romanticism with your realism mm-hmm. and because you have to be practical right yeah. I mean you do mm-hmm. have businesses and I feel like at this time in our life a lot of men are looking to slow down they're looking to just spend their time I don't know on the golf course or in Florida mm-hmm. so if you still have your businesses going 
Um, I don't want to stereotype and say that men can be selfish, but <laughs> they do like to be number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that any man that's looking for a woman wants her to put him first. Mm-hmm. So are you saying to them, okay, you'll be important. You may not be number one. <laughs> no, I'm really not saying that. I'm actually saying the opposite. I'm saying I do have a, I'm not sure how to do this. Yeah. Cause I'm not sure how to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need someone who's going to be patient with that process, but mm-hmm. I want this. Uh, as badly as I wanted the full-time faculty job, as badly as I wanted a daughter, as badly as I wanted to live on this lake, mm-hmm. I'm treating it like I did all of those things. I am willing to do the work. I want this, and I'm going to... I'm making it a priority. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be alone forever. Right. Again, I can be. And it will be okay if I am. Yeah, but you're because perfect. I certainly don't want to be with. I don't want to make a mistake and you know just kind of end up in another broken heart. I no. definitely don't want that. No. So I'm doing the work. Mm-hmm. I'm. I've got real processes in place for yeah, dating, which might sound. It you know I start with a phone call. I've got a list of questions. I. Like it's almost like one of your games, Sue. Mm-hmm. You know, on th- things that matter to me to tap into how they would handle certain situations, their kindness, their integrity, their um, their dreams. So this is all okay. It's on paper, your list, whatever. But then you have the phone call, and then are you quickly like eliminating based totally. on totally, oh. totally. And I'm t- literally, I, it's getting so hard <laughs> that I'm I just last night actually last night I met somebody new on a phone call and I went uh-huh. oh I want to meet him like oh, this nice. this sounds good mm-hmm. but I I'm making myself eliminate somebody else this week because oh. I'm only going to focus wow. on three at it's a like time. It's like a game show. So it is. eliminated this week. <laughs> totally. Oh, you need judges. We should be there as your judges. We can vote totally. for you. Totally. It's so crazy. But I mean, also rest assured, I have my own integrity. I don't want, I mean, I'm a monogamous person. I want to focus on one person, but because mm. I have met some Boy, it really pays. If for those of you who are single, it makes a big difference to pay oh. on a dating site. Okay. And you get serious people. You get serious people. Yeah. They care about this process. They're very clear if they're looking for long term or just looking for new friends. Okay. And nice. because and also if you're clear on what you want, it's just you match easier. Yeah. I've met some wonderful people mm-hmm. that are not for me. But they're still, I'm not Aww. regretting meeting them. They're so interesting. And, That's great. Um, yeah, it's been a yeah. positive all around. You've told us about Generally, it has been positive all around. Yeah. So um, I would say that, you know, to pay $160 to meet the love of my life, I'm kind of going, yeah, why mm-hmm. wouldn't I do that? Mm-hmm. So we'll see if it works. We're still. But regardless, of the, the process has been good for me as uh if nothing else, I've had some dating practice, which after mm-hmm. many years... You're I working not... on that 10,000 hours yes. <laughs> that um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about? No. no. He always talks about you become a expert. You are an expert mm. in anything once you have logged 10,000 10, hours. 10,000 hours. So you oh, work my that gosh. Out, maybe you're getting close. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Any don't dating know. disasters or no? Just... 
I did have one. <laughs> I, I've had some dating disasters, but in the process of this paid online site, I've only had one. And that was the day that I decided I needed a phone call first because I think I would have saved mm. myself two hours of time just by the time I drove and then endured the coffee <laughs> at the coffee shop. Oh, no. Um, I've really only had one. Yeah. Oh, so now awesome. I've, it's quite, um, it's quite easy on a phone call to go to kind of decide we whether mm-hmm. the conversation is good and then, you know, um, kind of, I feel, I wear a shirt almost always for that phone call that says, listen to your intuition. And I call it my dating shirt right now because I'm really trying, even though the pictures can be so amazing and he can have the hottest cowboy hat on, I'm really trying to listen okay, to my intuition. Minute. Is there such a thing as a hot cowboy hat? I'm just Come thinking on. about that. <laughs> Add some flannel. Oh my God. That's my dating nightmare. A cowboy hat and a flannel shirt. Oh, gosh. Oh, so it sounds like aging is pretty fun for you. <laughs> like, are there any downsides to aging in your opinion? Sounds like you're, you're really embracing it. Yeah, I would say. Um, That's great. I would say. I mean, when I turned 50, I'll be turning 60 in, within the next Another few years. Another decade. <laughs> in the next, yeah. Within the next few years. When I turned 50, you and my girlfriend's... Um, it was a terrible day, first of all, weather-wise. It was just a really icky day. And mm-hmm. I was really, don't ask me why, I was really struggling with that number. And I just had the sweetest gift. The girls cleaned my house, included my daughter, made a beautiful dinner, and made me really feel loved and grateful. Fast forward from the decade before when I turned 40 and I was in a really unhappy relationship and did not know how to get out of it, but knew I needed to. So I hope that when I hit 60, Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this next stage. Act three. Yeah, act three. Mm Mm-hmm. You've listened to that podcast, mm-hmm. obviously, too. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Fonda. yeah. Um, okay, Kim. Well, we're going to have to have you back on <laughs> so that we can hear about your new guy yeah, um, sure. who is going to be coming into your life soon. Mm-hmm. And myself and all the listeners will be manifesting with you to Thank make you. that happen. I appreciate um, that. We have one last question. And I know that I had given you this question in advance, mm-hmm. which is the question, why are you here? And you did a little cheat and you answered the question already. <laughs> so I'm going to look at your answer and I'm going to expect you to <laughs> expand. expand on it. Um, I have been thinking about that question so much and I didn't prepare because you told me I didn't need to prepare but I could think about it so that's all I've done is think about it mm-hmm. um it's a tough I one. grew up it I grew up in and I'm going to try to make it not too lengthy but mm-hmm. I I grew up in a home um that was a very faith believing home yeah my parents are even more so now than ever very servant-minded 
Mm-hmm. It was all about what you give to others. Service, yeah. It's all about service. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it so much as a child, but certainly they they would do anything for me. Anything. Mm-hmm. They would do anything for my children. They moved to be close to me after my divorce. They have done multiple service trips. We're just planning their 60th wedding anniversary right now, and I've asked them for the highlights of their life. And the highlights of their life are not the occasional trip they took. It's all the things of service, the child they sponsored that they have a relationship with, the... um, all the births of all their grandchildren, all the family reunions that we've had. They are family service-minded people. Mm. So I love them for that. I do. I think that I'm very giving as a result, and I got that from them. But Is there a but? Yeah. There's a but. <laughs> there's a bit of a but. There's a but. <laughs> so why am I here? I'm definitely, I, I think yeah. giving to others is definitely one of the biggest things that we can do. I agree. Um, But in the mean, why am I here? I also want to really experience abundance and joy. And I don't know if I've ever used the word abundant until this last year. Mm. That I really feel like I've always had joy in my life for sure. But it's okay for me to experience joy and happiness too. And to claim space for my own Loving myself, not just loving others, although so that's true. very true too. Yeah. It's so true. so I just want I think all of us are deserving to have an abundant life, whatever that means to anyone. It's sure. and putting yourself first does not mean you're yes. selfish. No. You're loving yourself. Yes. Yeah, I think that's something we didn't yeah. always grow up with. I totally agree with you. serving other people, volunteerism, service is yeah. so important, but that does not mean that you don't Put yourself in there somewhere, too. And I think at this time of our lives, if we haven't discovered that yet, and I think young people are realizing that more than we did at that time. So if you're finally getting that, I think that that is... Yeah. You're a happier person. Yeah. My mom and dad did say something to me recently. um, There's a couple of things in how wonderful and salt of the earth they are. I love. But... Often they will say, when I chase a big dream, like when I wanted to move to the lake, it was a recipe for a huge renovation, doing it by myself. I could have lived in a pretty little executive townhouse Mm -hmm. with my kids, and it would have been, and they were very much why, well, they weren't the only ones. Probably Mm -hmm. a lot of people were, why does she always choose the least easy way? (laughs) But I just had this dream I could not get rid of. And mm-hmm. another thing that I never, you know, again, from my simple upbringing, it was kind of sinful to be indulgent, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was, you know, so if I want to buy myself flowers, really I should be buying someone flowers someone who, who's just gone through something. And that is my natural yeah, go-to. That's yeah. what I'm naturally... It's yeah. hard for me to say, what do I, I just want? want these flowers today on yeah. my table. Yeah. And then, you know, often I see someone and I think, oh, they could use them more than me. They've had a hard day and they're gone. So Mm -hmm. I guess I think that we're here to enjoy our lives, but also to give. It's that big balancing. Mm -hmm. I want balance for those two things. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be tipped one way or the other. 
I don't want to just be a servant in my life. Mm -hmm. But I want to love big time, but also love myself, you mm -hmm. know, and, and be loved and mm -hmm. do the things that I want to do, you know, mm -hmm. so that's great. I don't know, does that answer your question? No, that totally does. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, Kim, I want to thank you for your honesty and your authenticity. Mm. It was lovely having you. I love that. <laughs> next time, we're not going to wait so long. No. We're going to hear about your whole life. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mm.